Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I am joined by Darcy Hackerainen. Is that correct? Did I do it well this time? Great job. Awesome. Brian Cobley, our youth director, who's on his phone, can't be bothered right now. And Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor and speaker from Sunday. So, Cliff, this was the last 40-plus days of prayer message, correct? Correct. Because next week we're going to be doing kind of a celebration of sorts and a different kind of service. So there won't be your typical message, but there still will be um, something in theme of the 40-plus days of prayer. Correct. So I'll ask you this. Since we're, we've hit the last message, how do you feel we covered the aspects and, and um, components of prayer here I, I think we did, I think we did as good as we can do in the time we had. Um, I do think you can kind of keep on going on it, really, if you want to, yeah. uh, quite a ways. But um, no, I feel pretty good about starting with the why and then how, and then kind of just mm-hmm. getting increasingly deeper and ending with the idea of intentionally persisting. Mm. And I think that is, if I could leave anybody with any particular message for prayer, it would be that. That yeah. they would intentionally persist at keeping on doing it because mm-hmm. it's it's just such the essence of it, and it's mm-hmm. so easy to get to think that um, man, this isn't working the way I want it to, so you bail on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's a great place to end, and 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 the capper will be the testimonies that we'll hear next week about yeah. uh, how it's impacted people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the people that didn't get a chance to attend or listen to every week. The first three weeks were basically um, kind of when and how and and why we pray. And then we went into, um, I guess, more scenarios and and, um, areas that we find in our prayer life. We talked about silence. um, We talked about spiritual warfare. And then this week we talked about... um, bringing other people in, right? And correct praying as a group, but also praying for others. And and I think it kind of hit its logical conclusion, right? Of this is the, these are some of the ways to pray. Obviously there's other ways to pray and other reasons to pray, but this was really made sense and will kind of um, leap into next week's kind of group celebration and, and um, to hear stories. Was there anything in this series that, uh, Maybe you just didn't have time to cover because obviously we had a bookend of December begins every church's conversation about and we had a book story. What was that? We had a bookend and a book. Yeah, a bookend book and a bookend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a yeah. book's end. So, was yeah. there anything that um, when you were sitting down looking at the amount of weeks that you had for this series, um, was there any topics or even ideas? maybe you didn't have time for um, to hit in this series? Well, I think that there were some that we could have taken a full week on just that piece or this piece. Um, but I, but, and, and maybe to have been able to emphasize even more the value of praying together with people, um, which was the main focus Sunday, but, um, but we didn't get to that until the final week, right? Because everything else was about how we individually do it. How do you how you can use the Lord's Prayer to pray individually? How you can use Acts, uh, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication to pray individually? How you can use Scripture to pray individually? How you can pray individually to put on the armor? And now finally we get to okay. But now you really, really to get 
To multiply that power, you do it together with people. I will say, I used to, I used to very much dislike praying with people. Like I, like when I was in college, uh, like a college age student, so I was in the college group. I could not stand the praying in a group because I just it felt really long, and I didn't really know what to do except for like 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 check the boxes kind of thing, right? And it would always it always stressed me out because it would be in a prayer circle, and then people the statement that always drove me nuts was if you feel led to pray, then then just pray, and I'm right. like. Okay, well, I don't feel led. And then, you know, I'm just sitting there, eyes closed, just like, mm, this is all good, this is all good. And then I noticed I'm the only person who hasn't felt led to pray. And I'm like... The pressure. Yeah, like so much pressure, right? And then I'm like, so are they all waiting for me right now? Because it's just me. And then I'm like, okay, I'll pray, but am I the one that says... And amen, <laughs> and then we're all done. <laughs> like, like, am I am I the end? So then I'm like, I, you know, before I used to be like, you know what? Let's 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 set the ground rules for how we're gonna pray together. And you know, sometimes I I, I like in like staff meetings, like, hey, I'll start us in prayer. Would you finish? And I'm like, I I always want like, I'll, I'll love to start because I don't know when to finish this thing. Like, yeah, yeah, do I? Is there yeah. a certain amount of time? Is yeah. there like five minutes? That everyone's been silent. Yeah. So then I can say, all right, God, and. Uh, so you want to be protected from well, awkward. Yes. That's what yes. I'm hearing. Always been yeah, that's awkward. a good way to put it. That's a good it's way to put it. It's always been awkward, but I will yeah. tell you, I have never experienced that with the prayer team here. I was just going to, so, I'm so I've glad you said that. I was just going to ask you because I was, I was going to say, you know, you, you chose to just kind of voluntarily come to those a yeah. number of times. Yeah. And I, and I never sensed that it felt awkward to you when you were there. So I'm really glad yeah. to hear that. I honestly, so, it's, it's the, when people in the past, when people say, when you fell left, when you feel led, pray. Right. I've never felt like that was an honest statement. I've always right. felt like, no, you have to. Like, but in our prayer meeting, I've felt the freedom to like, man, when I actually feel called, I'm gonna I will pray. Yeah. And I feel like God has put yeah. something like on my heart. But but praying together, if it weren't for the prayer team here, actually, that together part is it would it stressed me out. Yeah. yeah. It was super so awkward. Can I suggest what might be the difference between the two? What's the difference? It's the first thing we talked about when we were looking at Ephesians six eighteen and he said, Pray in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you really pray in this, when you're truly praying in the spirit and you're not feeling like that, like, oh, I got to make sure everybody's having a chance to pray now. And I got to make sure I pray that way now. And then I got to think about how I'm going to do it and all that. When you actually start letting the spirit lead that and resting in that, being comfortable with that, then what's really cool about it is you can actually watch him lead what ends up being talked about. And, uh, and that's when you are there with the prayer team and all of a sudden you feel compelled to, that's when we would say, if you feel led to you, yeah. you, I could tell you would also feel compelled to pray about this subject matter. Yeah. And then the subject matter would shift and it'd go over here, go over there. And you're just kind of following the spirit. And when you get to where you're really sensing that you can actually feel it when somebody decides to start praying and it's not in that flow. Mm-hmm. You can actually feel it. It feels kind of awkward. You kind of wait for them to get done. And then you say, okay, Lord, are you going to get us back to what you were on? And uh, and and that's how cool. And that's one of the reasons that, man, thanks for sharing that, Brian, because what, that's one of the values of praying together. And if you've tried it and felt awkward with it, then I would just encourage you to try it again with some people who are going to say, let those barriers down. It's not about that. It's about letting the Holy Spirit lead it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, yeah. the last time I was at the prayer meeting, uh, which wasn't uh, wasn't this last Wednesday, but the one before, I came in there going, man, I don't even think I'm going to pray today. 
Like I'm just I just want to I just want to hear it. I ended up praying for I don't even remember what, but I remember like, oh okay, I guess I'm praying. But I remember yeah. walking in that going, I think this might be the Wednesday where I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm just yeah. gonna soak this in. Didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe I just like to hear myself talk no. more. Isn't that cool though? <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that. Cause and that would have been okay, right? Yeah. Because and that's and that's the yeah. cool part, because I don't feel like there's pressure like I have in the past where I'm like, okay, spirit, just give me something to say. Right, right. Please, just, please, I'd like to do my contributing just, and be done, Because they're all waiting for me. I can sense it, so. And then it's not hey, even, hey Brian, I really want to. Con- could you just work on your volume a little bit for me? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm letting I'm letting the spirit lead, dude. I, <laughs> I've turned you down about six times. I don't know if I can go quieter. <laughs> because yeah. then there's freedom, right? It's mm-hmm. not about... I'm, and then your motivation is also honoring God and not, I'm just trying to not look bad yeah. or create awkwardness in this situation. Yeah. Or sound good. Or sound <laughs> right. good. Sound good. Sound right. good. The yeah, other we'll thing. On, on Sunday, uh, when you had me pray, I was like, oh, I was hoping you would do this, Cliff. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm interrupting you. <laughs> you know what? I'm really glad you said that too, Brian, because when you, when you brought me that, that was my first thought was, oh, this is perfect timing. Now I can just pray for this. And I thought about it, and I looked at it, I was reading it, and I was thinking, how, okay, Lord, how do you want me to pray for this? And also I just thought, I don't think I'm supposed to. All right, Brian, why don't you do it? And, and, I, and, and I think what felt good to me about that is I had absolute confidence of you praying what the Holy Spirit would lead you to pray. And, uh, and I think when you can get to a place like that and you're praying with people, when you just know you can trust them to be leaning into him as well, then if you aren't feeling it yourself, it's so nice to be able to go, hey, would you do this? You know, and knowing that they, that I, I and you were the one who said that a couple of weeks ago, when I learned that the Holy Spirit is interceding for us, it took all the pressure off. And if you notice that got in the message, I didn't give you credit because, uh, you know, I figured I'd wait till now because yeah, only five give, people will hear it now. And otherwise, <laughs> Francis, Francis Chan is the yeah. I, person oh, who led okay. me there with the Forgotten God book. Okay. But, but that's, uh, isn't that, that's, that was, yes, the pressure is off because he's got that. Mm-hmm. And when people, when other people in the body get that and you're praying with those people, then the pressure is completely off. So, yeah, that's cool stuff. And also when you're praying with other people, you learn some new ways to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my, in my small group, we were talking about the rote prayers we said as kids. And then how do you, we were talking about praying in the spirit and several of them either went to kind of negative connotations from childhood or another one said, I don't even know what that means. Like I've never been to a church that's ever used that language. And so we talked about being led by the Lord, but it, it, it gives you some freedom to learn new things when I've got a prayer partner in New York and I'm learning lots of things about praying through praying with her and how God's leading her to pray. So my prayers aren't wrote. The prayer team's teaching me how to pray every time I go and someone's learning something, they pray in a way. And I think I want to know more about what does that mean to pray that way? And so I feel like God's teaching me in prayer through praying with other people, but it's kind of humbling and a little awkward at first. You have to take some courage to show up and pray with, or even to say, I have a prayer request to another person it takes more courage than just talking to God about it. Yeah. I so, think. So Darcy, yeah. this is again, the, uh, the pre the heart of a preacher. I noticed, cause we talked in our last prayer meeting when I was there, we talked about your, your prayer buddy that you had. And I was like, Hey Cliff, cause he was taking, you were taking notes of like how to help you with the breakthrough prayer. I was like, 
can you edit what Darcy said by saying uh, prayer pal so it can oh, be like two piece? You just said prayer partner. You just said prayer partner, so oh, I, think I got the should... alliteration this time. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You made. You made... Well, you. I kind of like right. Battle Buddy. Actually, Battle Buddy is my favorite. Yeah, you, you did say Battle yeah. Buddy. I uh, like Prayer Pal, like like Pen Pal. Um, Hayden, I'm gonna first ask you a question. No, first I'm gonna apologize, and I'll ask you the question. That the apology is if you've already mentioned this in the podcast. Um, but I do remember a story you telling me about prayer in a group setting too, that kind of changed your prayer perspective in the college ministry back in Idaho. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Like the young adults, like uh, more of like meditation. Oh, um, that was at uh, the, the, the last church I was at cross point. Okay. Um, and it wasn't young adult cause the young adult service that I was a part of that you went to a couple times. We yeah. always ended with the Lord's prayer, yes. which Oh, it was, was super cool. Which is powerful in its own way, right? Because, um, and I apologize because I know, Cliff, you mentioned <laughs> mantras and exactly that that thing in a previous message. But for me, it was really cool because I grew up in non-liturgical, nothing like that. Um, and I don't know if it makes it liturgical to have a group prayer, but there is something cool when you're sitting around with 30, 40 other people and you're all saying the same words and hopefully you all mean it, right? But... Um, yeah, meditation, that's like a whole podcast in and of itself, but, um, that's something that I've found a lot of value in. Um, and I've used it on Sunday mornings when our, um, on the few Sunday mornings where our, our team has time to go run away to two men in a truck and sit down. Um, that's something that we do on a Sunday morning because one, it's, I think it's so beautiful and it's a different way to pray and you can't really do that as much in a big group setting, like a congregation on a Sunday morning. But, um, I always just try and pick three prompts. And that's something that I learned from the group that I was with, um, in Boise. And really it's, hopefully it's a movement, right? So like what we do is I usually say, let's pray for, um, the people who will be joining us here at Arbor for the first time this Sunday. And then it's usually two or three minutes of silence. And then it's, um, let's sit and pray for the people who are coming back from, you know, their regular attenders and they're, they're coming in, whatever they're carrying. And then the third prompt is usually let's pray and think about the people who we haven't seen here at Arbor for a long time or um, people that are on our, our minds. And then I, I usually open it and have someone close the prayer. And one, I think it's really beautiful and beneficial, but the other thing I think it helps us, the worship and tech team do is, we're running around like crazy Sunday mornings and it's our opportunity to slow down and actually center ourselves before we hop on stage. Cause when you're like that all morning, then you play music. It usually is you're rushing through every song <laughs> and mistakes happen. And I think it's just, I think everybody could benefit from having at least five to 15 minutes every day of slowing down, um, embracing the silence, especially Brian and I who like to have music or a podcast or something going on constantly in our lives. Um, those people especially can benefit from actually having quiet time with the Lord. And, um, there's nothing wrong with your quiet time being reading or journaling or whatever, but if you don't take advantage of silence, um, and you start to do that in your regular walk with Jesus, I think you'll find so much that God's been trying to talk to you about, but you haven't been able to clear your mind and, and sit in the silence. So yeah. 
It's really cool. I like those three prompts. Yeah, and it's. I always try and think. We did it as a as a one week. Cliff asked me to do a devotion at at the staff meeting, and I did meditation. I think you were gone for that week, Brian. Mm-hmm. But um, I've I've always enjoyed meditation because it's just a little bit different than how we do prayer as a church and as Christians. I feel like meditation people have a little bit of reservations towards it because it also there's a lot of other religions that tap into meditation, but, um, you also saw a lot of examples of Jesus meditating and being silent and not saying much, but spending time in silent prayer. So I was going to share when you guys were talking about, um, the Holy spirit, I've been a little busy back here cause Brian's been a little, a little loud. So I've had to go over to the soundboard a couple times and adjust his volume. But, um, I want to go back to the Holy spirit and having the Holy spirit lead us in prayer. On Wednesday nights, we usually, before practice or after practice, we'll sit down and talk about each other's weeks, and then we'll pray for each other. And I try and pick someone different every week so I can kind of hear how everyone else, you know, prays. And um, I asked someone who had never prayed in um, at practice before to pray, and they said, oh, I hate praying in front of people. It makes me really nervous and really anxious. And I said, well, if you don't want to, no pressure. I just, I would love to have you pray for us. And this person did. And I closed my eyes and I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like if it's going to be a five second prayer or a 30 minute prayer. And this person, very kind of shy and reserved, went through and just prayed for everybody. And that's not something we typically do because it's usually a circle of like, you know, 15 people or less. And, um, it's usually at the end of the night. So everyone's trying to go home, but this person went through and prayed for every single person and was saying things that were so like, so perceptive and and knew so much, but also was relying on the Holy spirit. And we got done. We said, amen. And every single one of us were like, you can pray anytime you'd like, because that was amazing. (laughs) And this person said, I don't remember what I said. I just relied on the Holy Spirit and I just, I don't remember anything. And we were all like, please pray for us every time. Cause that was amazing. It was like five minutes a person around the circle. Wow. That's and so it, like, cool. For me personally, I shared what was going on in my life, what I'd like prayer for. But then that person said things that were so unique to me. And it, sometimes you sit around a prayer and you're like, okay, this is prayer that could go for anybody. It's like a horoscope kind of prayer. Right, like, right this person's probably really busy and going through some stuff, but like it was all unique and just touching. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you can pray anytime you like. And that was amazing. And you could totally tell that the Holy spirit stepped in and um, took away any nervousness or reserved, you know, that's so towards it. So yeah, it was really cool to see that last week and then hear your message. That horoscope prayer was amazing. What? (laughs) That horoscope prayer was amazing. (laughs) This person's so busy and going through stuff. You know me. You You know know me. me That's exactly what, yeah. But it also took courage, right? Yes. Hayden, that person had to be willing to risk Mm -hmm. and, um, and then God used them. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, and cause how I typically feel about people that say I'm so nervous around prayer to me, it's kind of like public speaking. The more that you pray in front of people, the more you learn how God wants you to pray. Cause I, I think that there's some people who pray in a very unique style and I don't ever want to emulate that because I just don't feel like that's the way that God has blessed me in praying. Um, but there's, you hear a lot of different styles. Some people are very, eloquent and it just feels like man did you practice this prayer for a week because it's right. so perfect and then there's some people who are so raw 
right? And it's they say these words that are very visceral, and you're like, okay, you have such a way with words. And I think that for some people, it is just putting in your reps, right? Praying in front of people and getting past that that feeling. Yeah. But then other people, like the person on Wednesday, the Holy Spirit just stepped in and they, you know, blew it out of the water. So it was amazing. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. And sometimes I like to bring like questions that we try and put ourselves in the feet of the disciples. And I know the, we'll never know the answer to what I'm about to ask you. But we read in scripture that Jesus just prayed differently. And the disciples wanted to know, like, how how can we pray like you? My question is, do you think us today are close to that prayer? Or if Jesus came here, would we be the same thing? Like, mm. wow, we have gotten so far away. Like, teach us how to pray like that. Do you think just, you know, word of mouth and more like oral tradition of mm. throughout the 2,000 years, do you think we are closer to how Jesus prayed than how the disciples were trained at their time? Or do you think if he was still here today, we'd be like, we are missing the mark. Wow. Can you teach us? I don't know if we'd be saying we're missing the mark, but I think we would be saying, would you teach us that some more? You think? Right. I do. Because I think even the disciples at that time, they, that's why they were interested. They wanted to know more. And so he gives them the ideas on how to do that. But if he were here, I mean, I would be, I'd be going, can you, can you give me some more pointers there? <laughs> I want to know how I can be most effective interacting with the Father, and and you've got that. I mean, you don't miss on those. And to me, I still feel like there are so many times I feel like I'm praying for something that, Father, is this really your will? Because you've made it clear to we ought to be praying your will. Well, is this really your will, or is this just kind of me thinking it's something I want? You know, and uh, I think that's a lot harder to me is to discern those things. So I'm sure if he were here, I would love to know more about how to uh, discern those things in prayer. Definitely. Hope to be a Mary and not a Martha, right? (laughs) To sit at his feet. You think about authority and power and the ways Jesus prayed with authority and power. And of course, he has all authority and all power. But I wonder that sometimes, like, what, what do I have authority to be asking you to work in? What's beyond my authority and those are the things I feel like, I mean, among so many other things that he could say, this is your territory. Right. I want you to go boldly into this and you can ask me, you know, for anything. And here are the things that maybe are a little too big for you. Get shoulder to shoulder with your next five, you know, with the prayer team. And then you guys together, you can go to battle for those things. Because sometimes I yeah, feel like, I don't so know, good. am I over my head or yeah. outside of my league? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering that because every time I read that, I'm like, man, I wonder if I'm close. Wonder if I'm I'm close to that, yeah. or still like would listen to him going, man, yep, I will I will never be <laughs> that that good at prayer. Um, and then uh, another one, Cliff. Uh, I wonder if you've ever done this because I mean, being at church for so long, I think you encounter this a lot. Where uh, you know, prayer is prayer is such a weird word, right? Because it's done in so many different ways. And even on stage, the the preacher, the lead pastor on stage, you know, prayer can be controversial in in the approach. And I say that where sometimes you when a when a preacher's done with their sermon and they start praying and you're listening, going, This is another sermon. Or this is the yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. or this is the stuff you missed and now you're kinda adding it right, right, right. Yeah. In the prayer. Yeah. Um, but another, like that one, I'm always, when you're sitting in going, yeah, I think you're preaching, not praying. I'm really confused what's happening right now. Yeah. But the other one I want to ask you 
because this was like a weird debate that happened in our Bible college for a little bit. What do you think of transitional prayers? Because some people are really against the transitional prayer. What is that? What is it? it what is, is transitional using prayer? Using prayer as a transition using of the service. Using prayer as a transition of the service elements. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, yeah. um, so it's not awkward. I'm going to pray while the band is coming up or um, pray into this. It's like it's it's a prayer, but it's like you're using it to smooth out the the gaps and the awkwardness of yeah. people getting up and people getting down and so yeah, it's called the it's transitional transition. I think it's all about purpose. Uh, if 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 the purpose is we're going to pray here so we can transition this well, you might as well why bother play some music. But if your purpose is we want to cover our service in prayer from beginning to end, we're going to start with it. We're going to include it in the middles here or there, and we're going to end with it because we think that's what honors God the most. Then I think uh, it's a different deal. And then sure, so it works for transition also because after all, it's what we—it's the thread we want to go through everything. So yeah, yeah. it's back to the heart, which sort yeah. of aligned with the question you asked before. That I think God would look at our heart, and whether we were getting close to Him or not would depend on whether we were rotely saying things to check off boxes or whether or not we were really seeking Him, regardless of the words we say. Right. And you know what, when we can do it both ways, right? I mean, I mean, and as a pastor, there have been times I've, I've been trying to think about what I'm praying and going and felt like, oh yeah, I've got to, I've got to make this prayer like this or like that or whatever. And, uh, and usually those end up being the choppiest and, and the most, uh, <laughs> you know, you where you're floundering a little bit, you know, trying to figure it all out. And then there are times like, like Sunday, I have no idea today. If you ask me, what exactly did you pray for, for Jan? I don't know. I really don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it mm-hmm. to, uh, to find out. I just know that all of a sudden I started, that the first time I started thinking about what I was praying for Jan was when I thought, how long have I been going on now? I think maybe I should close this, you know, wrap this up. I shouldn't, I didn't have in my notes for this to take too long. So <laughs> you prayed uh, for Jan for 25 minutes. So. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hayden. Yeah, he was back there trying to Hayden's do the video. Going, the, yeah. the how can I shorten the this can, up? or the camera angle switches? Goes, I can't. I, I yeah. can't. I can't switch right now for twenty five. minutes. flickered the lights seventeen times, and you still <laughs> just kept going. Yeah. So like, the, it was funny because you know Bible college students just want to argue. That's kind of why people go to Bible college and argue. <laughs> um, but the transitional prayer was like really like people are like there's some people who are super against it, and I kind of have the approach that you have when it comes to somebody who's like speaking in tongues, where it's like, like even if they feel like they're faking it, but they're doing something. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that with transitional prayers, like even if it's like, like maybe you're not fully into it because you're using this as a transition, it's still a prayer. And mm-hmm. people are still spending that time right. to close their eyes and spend it with God and the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I think he can use that as well. Right. There's a, when you said that statement about speaking in tongues, and when I think of, you know, God will use it, there's a scene in Pirates of the Caribbean at the end of the movie where the, I don't remember there are two names, but a guy's like reading the Bible and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm reading. He goes, you can't even read. He goes, well, God still gives me points. They're <laughs> sitting in the boat with the parasol. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, I think, uh, I, I think I love that. The, the deal I read from uh, Lloyd Jones about what prayer is, that prayer requires no eloquence. And I think, when you're professionally trained, for some reason you get in your head that it does. And so you've got to try and 
you know, you got to try and put words together and you got to try to make it all sound good. Um, uh, last month, I was in a gathering of about 20, 25 people, and, um, and they asked me, if they always, always, everybody always turns to the pastor to pray, right? Before, oh, there's the pastor. He ought to pray before we eat. And I thought, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do that. And I turned to one of the guys there and I said, hey, would you, would you pray over our food and our time together? And, and he, and he got this deer in the headlight looks, this is a 60 some year old guy. And I could see immediately, this guy's never prayed in public before. I could see that. And I looked at him and I said, it's going to be all right. If you say nothing more than bless the food, it's going to be okay. You just go for it. We're all waiting for you right now. And I just shut up. No pressure. No pressure. And he went, a duh, a duh, a duh. And then he began to pray. And it was so cool because it was, it was not eloquent. It was, you could see him struggling. And, and, but yet, then he got a little bit going. And he didn't go all that long. It probably wasn't 60 seconds. And, uh, and he finished praying, and I looked at him, and I said, man, that was terrific. And it was. It wasn't eloquent, but it was terrific. And I said, and now you can never tell someone. I said, was this the first time? I just said, was this the first time you've ever done that in public? And he said, yeah. And could you tell? And I said, no, actually, I couldn't. And you can no longer use that excuse. <laughs> because from now on, you're trained. And, uh, you know, and that's really, I think, just giving them the freedom to do that. And we don't have to make it something it's not removing barriers yes removing barriers yeah that's so good yeah all right well we are at the time so unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about or forever hold your peace you guys are going to forever hold your peace that's all right no no oh. i'm not i'm not going to forever hold my peace i want to say one more piece before we're done and that Do is it. just i want to re-emphasize this find people to pray mm -hmm. with and intentionally persist. Be intentional mm. about it. Uh, that's what you see Jesus. That's the, that's the example he gives us, is the intentionality of getting time away to communicate with the Father. And what Brian was talking about, uh, walking in and have and finding comfort in a group to be able to pray, you may, be, you may have a group or two that you're trying to do this with where you don't find comfort where it feels like he was talking about earlier, where everybody does their turn and does their thing, go find another group. But keep looking until you find one that you can go, oh, now I can settle into this. Now I can see what it means to pray this way. And you can be intentionally persistent about pursuing your relationship with Jesus. There you got all the P's in. Or come to the prayer meeting on Wednesday. Or what? Come to our prayer, the prayer meetings on there Wednesday. There you go. Wednesday, 1030 in the morning. Be ready. All right. Well, thank you, Hayden. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching the Fallout podcast, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.